Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Coffee's On. My name is Wesley, and in our last episode, Richard and I explored the history and culture of espresso. In this part two episode, we will be discussing the various types of espresso drinks you might find at your local coffee house, and most importantly, how to order them. Thank you so much for tuning in once more as we finish out our exploration of the coffee brewing method known as espresso. Hope you enjoy today's show. Now that we've covered the history and what is espresso, it's time to actually talk about what the espresso drinks are, because there is, I feel, a lot of confusion about what these words actually mean. Espresso, macchiato, doppio, latte, cappuccino, stuff like that. So we are going to give you... Ristretto. Exactly. So we're going to give you a vocab breakdown of the different types of espresso drinks. So, the first one that we have to start with is, of course, espresso. Just a standard shot of espresso. So, we talked a lot about the process of espresso, but there's still some things that you need to know about the drink on its own. First is how to order it and how it should be presented. So, when you order an espresso, in most places, you will actually receive two shots, or two ounces, or what is called a dopio, meaning two obviously Mm -hmm. um this was popularized by starbucks as it was more efficient to pull two shots instead of one for their cafe drinks uh so most of these drinks were developed on one shot of espresso but it has gotten to the point that two shots is the standard for most companies and that's worldwide too right um that's not just a starbucks thing or big corporate thing that's a worldwide standardization is that most espresso drinks will have two shots of espresso unless requested otherwise so know that but uh with two shots instead of one you will get more coffee flavor in your cafe drink because of the ratio of espresso to milk is higher right so you get more of that coffee flavor as well um you will also get more caffeine Uh, which I don't think I have it written down, but I believe espresso has about 63 milligrams of caffeine in it, 60-ish. I always was told that it was two-thirds the amount of a full cup of regular coffee. Yes. So when people talk about espresso being having more caffeine than a cup of coffee, one shot of espresso versus a standard eight-ounce cup of coffee— the eight ounce cup of coffee actually has more caffeine. It has about 90 to 100 milligrams of caffeine. A standard shot of espresso, which is two Two. shots, is going to have 120 milligrams. So it is going to have a little bit more. But if we think about what a standard small cup of coffee is in America, which is 12 ounces, that's going to be closer to 130 milligrams. So even then, I think... Uh, you know, we do it big here in America. Most people order the the most commonly ordered size is a medium, which on average is 16 ounces. Mm-hmm. So that's two cups, two full cups or almost three coffee cups of coffee because a coffee cup is six ounces like mm-hmm. wine. So fun fact. Uh, that's yes. not the fun fact for this episode, though. <laughs> we'll get to that. So if you're wondering, oh, espresso has more caffeine than coffee. no. No, but, but I it's feel like a in, marginal difference in concentration too. I think is where it really kind of gains yes. that claim because one ounce has sixty milligrams as yes. opposed to so whatever the equivalent of a regular cup of coffee by volume. Yeah, there is more caffeine in espresso yes. per standard drink. Though 
there is more in regular coffee. Yes. So know that. But again, it's pretty marginal. You're probably going to feel the same. You're effect. still going to get a nice zip. Yeah, exactly. And espresso, you, I think espresso too, that, that always is talked about because it's smaller and you drink it fast. So it hits you faster mm-hmm. than a cup of coffee would. Mm-hmm. So unless you uh, down your it's, coffee, it's comparable to drinking, um, like a standard pour of hard liquor and mm-hmm. a whole beer, right? It's probably going to hit you about the same in the end. Yeah. But the hard liquor or the, the alcohol is going to hit you quicker yeah. just because it's a more concentrated dose. So, that being said, if you do want only one shot of espresso, be sure to specify that to the barista because most likely they will be pouring two, as is standard pretty much worldwide. Um, so to do that, they will use either they'll use a split portafilter. So there are most portafilters uh, will have either um, kind of no funnel where the espresso actually kind of funnels itself. It's really actually a very pretty thing to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, or it'll have a funnel just so it can be you know poured more accurately. Accurately, or it'll have kind of a, a fork essentially. It'll yeah. it'll be pronged and it'll have two spouts on it. A lot of companies have at least one of these types of portafilters lying around so that way if someone does want only one shot or if conversely they want like three shots you know they can pour the two shots and then they can pour another two shots and then split it off that way so just make sure to specify that to your barista if you only want one shot Um, the next is presentation actually i think all espresso drinks should probably be presented this way personally um but it should be presented in a small ceramic cup on a saucer typically with a stirring spoon um this is so if you need to add sugar or whatever you can also you can break the crema up Mm. with the stirring spoon this is yeah so adding in a sweetener i have that in my notes and i have in um parentheses god forbid um i think if any italian saw you putting sweetener in espresso adding sweetener to espresso is like adding splenda to scotch whiskey it's like the most (laughs) sinful thing you could ever do (laughs) um yes the thing is though with uh espresso you might be sometimes given a cookie or a biscotti or biscotti however it's pronounced um biscuit a biscuit yeah um with your espresso to help digest the straight coffee however this does not mean you dip the biscotti in the espresso it is to be eaten with not in um now if you're having like a whole like long biscotti like the the ones that are baked yeah not just as cookies but like as a whole loaf and then cut up those are to be dipped in coffee or a latte or whatever but if you're if it's if you're just getting an espresso, please do not dip your biscotti in that espresso. It's not your, it's not your soft boiled. It's egg. like having you know cheese and wine. Like you eat them individually. Yes. You don't like throw the cheese in your mouth. You don't swish dip, it around. You don't dip the cheese in the wine. <laughs> like a lunatic. in the glass, <laughs> just dangling cheese above exactly. the wine. Exactly. Steak. So the other things to know about uh, espresso are a few other terms. Ristretto is one so a ristretto is a type of pour of or extraction of espresso ristretto italian for restricted means that the shot was extracted with less water typically half the amount of a standard one ounce shot uh so ristretto espresso is typically sweeter and lighter because it doesn't get that full bodiness but less of the bitterness and dark earthy tones of the standard espresso so if you were doing a ristretto shot with a standard two ounce portafilter mm-hmm. uh, or two shot portafilter you'd be getting probably about one full ounce of 
actual coffee at the end of it so a single shot right but it's going to taste like a ristretto because it wasn't not as much of it it was poured essentially less water went through it got it but because it is a two shot it's now going to a one shot yes right right so if you poured if you did a ristretto pour on a single shot pour to filter you get a half an ounce you get half an ounce yeah, so it's, it's, you just have it. I know what I, I'm familiar with ristretto only because a lot of people order it for their flat whites. They would like their flat white to be made with ristretto, not espresso. Interesting. I think that's kind of the like the Americanized version of doing it because I order a flat white with espresso. Again, we'll get to that. I love a flat white. And then the last type of espresso is what's called a long shot or I, th- I found the word or term longo. Longo, L-U-N-G-O, Lungo. Okay, sure. I don't know if that's ever actually used, but that is the other side of ristretto is over pouring it or over extracting it. Okay. Typically, again, if we're thinking in in twos, instead of half the the amount, it is twice the amount of water that goes through. So this creates espresso with nearly twice the volume and overall milder taste. So this doesn't actually ruin the taste of espresso, which is really nice. I like that. Sure. You would think if you just pushed through more water through espresso at a certain point, it just starts scalding the beans and wouldn't taste yeah. good. Yeah. But uh, if you do a long shot correctly, it's not going to do that. It's just going to extract the flavors, but there's going to be less bitterness in it sure. because it's not as quick it's and a little, pungent. It's a little, like, not diluted, but, like, it, it's been less concentrated yeah essentially which is diluted but i don't want it to make it sound less flavorful that yes. way it's not less flavorful it's just not as pungent sure i'll yeah. put it that way it's milder so that yeah. is the other type of espresso shot that you can order uh the last thing i will say specifically about espresso and this kind of goes for all espresso drinks is for those of you wishing to travel to italy and have espresso in its home country If you are having espresso after 12 p.m., do not order it with milk. Just get espresso. This is a cultural thing in in Italy, um, is that you do not drink milk-based espresso drinks in the afternoon. No. I think it's just you don't drink milk in the afternoon, like, because it gets so hot there. You wouldn't want to drink milk anyway. It's so hot. Milk was a bad bad choice. choice. (laughs) I think you could probably get away with doing a macchiato or maybe a cortado because it's such a little amount of milk. Um, But usually you will have just just act apologetic. Yes. Um, But just do an espresso in the afternoon. The idea is that I think... uh, this is a very like rest of Europe and American thing is to have like espresso drinks in the afternoon as well as a like a pick me up sure. treat kind of a thing. Yeah. In Italy, it's just throwing back that espresso and go on with your day. Yeah. Also, they will have espressos not sitting down, but at the bar. Yes. Italians will drink espressos that, at the bar. It, and, that started in Milan. And too, oftentimes, if you order, there. if you order coffee at the bar, you are expected to drink it at the bar. They will not have tables for you. Well, no. And it's they might also... have like other like standing tables or like. Mm-hmm those kind of like shelves where you can kind of lean on or something like that, but there's, they will not actually there's places have places here. I mean, even in Italy, they have a coffee bar where they serve you your espresso on a little plate. There's like bar seats. You can sit on, drink your espresso and go like mm-hmm. it really is as American as Italy is. I mean, it is an attempt definitely at what the is flavors the culture of Italy. there. Yeah. And 
that's something that goes back into the history too. The fact that it was made so quickly, you had to consume it quickly. Mm-hmm. People would just stand, have a quick chat, drink their espresso and be on their way, which was the opposite of a coffee house, which is you sit down, you nurse your coffee, you discuss the politics and the issues mm-hmm. and the, you know, why you don't like ACDC because your kids are listening to it. You know, it was like whatever you needed to talk about. I don't know why that was my example. I just imagine parents didn't in like the, ACDC in the back 80s, then. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the thing is, too, if we keep in mind that barista is the Italian word for bartender, these places that they would go and get an, an espresso in the afternoon were probably the same place they were come, going to come back for drinks later that night. Yeah, so they were talking to the definitely. same people. So this guy would make them uh, an espresso in the afternoon. Maybe, you know, they'd pop away from work or whatever, go get an espresso, chat with the bartender. And, you know, before they'd leave, he'd say, you know, see you tonight. They'd be like, yep, we'll be back later. Sure. And then they'd go finish work, go home, have dinner and then come back for drinks later that night. So this person kind of served double duties. But yes, in Italy, the idea for espresso or coffee in the afternoon is you just have a quick quick little burst of espresso and you keep going. It's not a whole sit-down affair. Sure. going to get into the espresso based drinks now which are going to sound familiar to a lot of you some of them though are different from what you might think they are which is why we're doing this so the very first one is a macchiato so a true macchiato is one shot of espresso with a very small amount of steamed milk and foam on top macchiato means stained or spotted in italian so a macchiato is espresso stained with a spot of milk very simple de- definition yes. for a macchiato, but I think what most people think of a macchiato is a cla- caramel macchiato. Yes, the classic Starbucks caramel macchiato, probably iced. Um, oh no, it's terrible iced. It's, oh really? I don't like it iced. I like yeah, it but hot, that, but I hate them. Yes. I don't like the flavor. Of so here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to go on a tirade about how Starbucks is ruining, you know, We've coffee already and everything. talked about them enough in yes. this episode, but I see what they're doing and it's not completely accurate, but I understand kind of like where they came from on this. So a Starbucks caramel macchiato is, I can tell you what is more of a made, latte. I've made them. Yeah. Uh, is really more accurately a latte. It's backwards. But that that is how they are using the term macchiato. So they make it backwards. So essentially they are staining the milk with the espresso. So because of that, yes. they are marking the milk with espresso and caramel, in this case, for yes. a caramel macchiato. So that's why they're calling it a macchiato. However, a true macchiato, a traditional macchiato, is probably one to two ounces of actual liquid that you're consuming as opposed to a iced or hot caramel macchiato from starbucks which is standard pull it's going to be like i was told it'd be like two and a half to to three and a half because a cortado which we'll get to would be more Mm -hmm. so but yeah it's very it's smaller it's way 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 smaller which is like how you can tell what an italian which i guess at starbucks we would call it an italian macchiato Mm -hmm. which would be the traditional macchiato. Yes. yes so that's that's why starbucks calls it that as a barista who has never worked at a starbucks when people come in and start ordering starbucks drinks i'm like that's 
not what that is or i don't know what you're asking for or things like that you know they come in and say i want a caramel macchiato i'm like i don't know what that like if someone came in and asked me for a real caramel macchiato go based off of an espresso drink i would what i would do as a barista i would take two shots of espresso but i would pour caramel into the bottom of that tiny little cup then pull the espresso on top of it and then steam the milk and dab a little bit into the thing and present it to them that way yeah and they'd be like what is this and i'd be like that's a caramel macchiato and they'd be like no it's not um so starbucks has kind of flipped that the, my thing about this is i just don't know why starbucks didn't come up with their own word for it because la, they did la with frappuccino doesn't sound cute yeah. and but like they did with frappuccino they took frappe powder and cappuccino yeah and turned into frappuccino yeah that's so true. i just don't know why they didn't come up with their own name that's my only gripe about it is that they're using a word incorrectly well i mean not really because so- they sounds are, exotic and yeah. it, and everyone remembers it too i yeah. think also caramel macchiato sounds good like it's it yeah. flows off the tongue well yeah so i'm sure there was just a, a huge thing, group but... of people who decided that that's what it should be called because it is semantically pleasing you yes. know aesthetically pleasing. and technically they are marking something with something else they're staining milk with it's not a complete lie <laughs> yeah. yeah so anyway that is a macchiato the next one on the list and you'll notice in this list we're kind of going up in sizing yeah. uh, or in volume of liquid the next one on the list is the cortado sometimes called a gibraltar but this is a drink that is essentially one shot of espresso with a one-to-one ratio of steamed milk with a small layer of microfoam on top. So it's essentially that two ounces of, of espresso in a standard shot and two ounces of steamed milk and then a tiny little layer of foam. Two, I would say maybe two to three-ish ounces depending on the glass. Um, so if you order a Cortado with the standard Dopio espresso pole, then you'll have be getting essentially four ounces of liquid Sometimes you get about five-ish ounces, depending on the glass. Uh, But Cortados are occasionally called Gibraltars because they are served in a Gibraltar glass. So this is the actual glass that it's served in. It's Mm -hmm. the only espresso drink that is typically served in a clear glass as opposed to a ceramic glass. Yes. Um, And that glass is called a Gibraltar, which is why it's sometimes called that. I'm not sure where... It is. It's not like a cultural thing. I thought it might be like maybe in Spain they call it that or something like that. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find anything on who actually calls it that. I think just occasionally some coffee houses might call it a Gibraltar. Well, that could also come from bartending, too, because the reason you call it a martini is because it goes in a martini, martini glass. glass. Yeah. You know, or like a champagne flute is meant only for champagne. It could be. And we have Gibraltar shots, which are essentially like huge shot poles you can give they're like double shot poles but they're smaller than what you'd serve a cortado in but i've heard bartenders call them a gibraltar shot yeah so maybe that's where it comes from maybe bartenders just call things things to sound cool and sell stuff different because i know that's real too yeah but no i i i do like how a cortado looks because it is in a clear glass so you you can can clearly see where the microphone it's also really fun to pour because you can see the milk mixing with the espresso when you pour it so it's it's very pretty to watch this is actually my favorite drink i'm glad i got to describe this one because it is my favorite drink Mm -hmm. uh because it gives you all the flavor of the espresso but it helps cut the acidity with uh, and adds a little bit of the sweetness from that steamed milk and foam so you really get like the best of everything 
in a cortado i think um you get that sweetness from the steamed milk you get a little tiny bit of foam and then you get that the really full body flavor of the espresso yes Uh, plus you get more to drink than a macchiato like you actually get something you can sip on for a little bit a little bit um also i don't like to have that much milk in a sitting uh so it's it's actually hard for me to drink like whole lattes or cappuccinos just because i like i'm not lactose intolerant per se but everybody is on the spectrum well, somewhere you're not supposed so like to drink milk after a certain age basically yeah. Yeah. um so i just i don't well, feel great when age. i drink that much milk so that's why if i get any kind of coffee drink or espresso drink specialty drink mm-hmm. i'm going for a cortado for sure did you know that all modern scent hounds are descendant of the bloodhound or that the Chihuahua's ancestor, the Tashiji dog, dates back to the Aztecs? Or that a border collie named Chaser knows 1,000 words? You know, the pit bull used to be considered America's dog and was our country's symbol in World War I. Did you know that you could learn all of these facts and more about dogs if you listen to our podcast, We're Getting a Dog? Each week, we go over a different breed's history and what it takes to own it. And we talk a little bit about why we love the breed and try to present each dog in a fair light. You can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you stream podcasts. From the Arcadia Podcast Network. Hello, listeners. Wesley here to talk to you a little bit about how you can support this show. For each episode of all of our podcasts here at Arcadia, we spend our own money on books, articles, and other materials so that we can bring you podcasts that are thoroughly researched and fact-checked. All of the hosts and producers of these shows also work full-time jobs in addition to the podcast so that we can support this passion we all share. If you'd like to support us at We're Getting a Dog, as well as the other podcasts in the Arcadia Podcast Network, head on over to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash we're getting a dog or our website we're getting a dog.com slash support for as low as two dollars per month you can get access a day early to every new episode of we're getting a dog and other Arcadia podcast network shows such as coffee's on and good food for bad friends and at higher levels you can get one-of-a-kind swag Thank you for supporting the Arcadia Podcast Network and for listening to this podcast. Now back to the show. Well, the next one is the famous cappuccino. So this espresso drink is made with equal parts or close to espresso, milk, and foam. So this would end up being about five to six ounces when the drink is presented. Two ounces of espresso, two ounces of steamed milk, and one to two ounces of foam on top. The idea being that you get most of the sweetness of the drink from the foam. It also won't sit as heavily in your stomach as a full latte. Now there's also dry and wet cappuccinos. Uh, This indicates how much foam you want. Dry just means more foam. Wet just means less foam. The more foam, the less milk would be in the drink. So remember that too. I prefer a, you know, okay. I used to like a dry cappuccino when I would order that at like Starbucks or the coffee shop or wherever I was at. But when we went to Europe or Germany, I had 
a wet cappuccino because I knew the milk would taste different there. And boy, what a difference it makes. I don't order cappuccinos anymore now because they don't taste the same. Mm. It's like milk in Europe is unpasteurized a lot of the time and it's farm to table in a lot of places we went. So it was fresh and it none of the sweetness was taken out of it because mm. it still had that in there so and it probably came from one cow <laughs> so like not a million so like it's just it totally changed it for me mm-hmm. on that one and theoretically if i'm understanding where you're going with this theoretically a dry cappuccino would be sweeter than a wet cappuccino yes because the foam is actually what creates the sweetness it's, yeah it's, again we'll talk more about this in the milk episode when we do that one but f- the foam the foam is essentially caramelized fat. Yeah, yeah. Um, from the milk, so it's the fats, the fat being steam heated, turning into this foamy texture. Uh, microfoam is what it's right, called. Right. If you do it correctly, um, it should have a very velvety kind of taste yes. and look to it. It's that microfoam that is extremely sweet. Um, so if you have a dry cappuccino where it's more of that microfoam then theoretically it's going to be sweeter than a wet cappuccino where it's there's a higher milk content. Yes, but I, I guess for me, the reason I liked the wet cappuccino there was because it was a more full fat drink because mm-hmm. you have more milk in there. And so you didn't need the... You didn't need, need the foam to sweeten it. The, exactly. the drink itself was already Pretty sweet. sweet. Yeah. And that's when we were there, I ordered, I started ordering a flat white because I was like, oh my God, what if I get kind of the mix of it all and stuff like that? Um, but anyways, that's our next one, which you're just about to talk about. Yes. Now I'll be honest with you and Wesley, you might be able to help me with this one. Sure. I'm still a little confused on flat whites. I've gotten so many different definitions from different (laughs) sources that it's hard for me to really actually like, if someone said make a flat white, I would honestly like Mm -hmm. hesitate and have to like Google it before I made it. You know what I mean? Um, so essentially it is an espresso drink with espresso and steamed milk and microfoam. This sounds like a cappuccino and a latte and all those other things. Mm-hmm. But um, the big, I th- from what I've found, the key emphasis is on creating really good microfoam. Um, they are typically smaller in volume. They're closer to the size of a cappuccino than yeah. they are of a latte. Right. Um, so cappuccino is usually five to six ounces. So is a flat white. It's about five to six, maybe seven ounces. So it's on the smaller side, but it is more the blend between microfoam and milk is almost unnoticeable is kind of what I've really found with flat whites is that you can't tell where the milk starts and the foam starts kind of a thing or stops and starts you know what i mean that's the whereas a cappuccino it's layered you get the espresso and the milk which kind of blend together as you pour it and then the foam goes on top this is why i like flat whites though and this is probably what this is how i think of them they are like if you crossed a cappuccino and a latte together the focus really is on steaming the milk properly but you want to achieve a very like not thin but loose layer of microphone on top that can it's supposed to have, have like a velvety mouthfeel it's not as like as with a dry cappuccino it really is that espresso with a bit of milk and the foam you're really going for the foam on that one mm-hmm. or not if you like a wet cappuccino a latte is mostly milk so that is like you know 
meant to be kind of you know have a flavor maybe mocha's put in there it's it's a base milk coffee drink almost mm-hmm. to me a flat white is you're still getting a lot of flavor from the espresso, but the milk has been heated in a way that it completely changes the texture of the drink. Not exactly. so much how it should look or It's kind of a textural taste. thing. It is. It's meant because that's like what you're saying. You don't know where the foam stops and the milk starts. It's just because it's so like creamy and put into, you know, mm. it's like whipping cream too little. It gets to be fluffy, but it's still very like liquidy in a way exactly but it's velveteen it's not it's yeah. not butter but it's not milk yeah or cream so yeah. that's like the best definition we can give you sure for flat i love flat whites they're, they're very popular in australia they're very they are really popular across the pond i don't think they're as popular here in the states no uh, most people I, go no. cappuccino or latte a um, lot of places too it's I've ordered a flat white before and seen a barista get excited. Mm-hmm. It's like, I never get to make flat. I whites. remember I've made, <laughs> I've made a couple of them in my day. And I remember when I had to pour the milk out, um, one, I had to just work harder to get that, the foam perfect. But when I poured the milk into it, I didn't pour, I didn't tip as hard because, so the foam obviously is on top cause it's foam. So when you pour like a latte or even a cappuccino, you're going to pour a little hard to get that milk out first. And then you're going to top it with foam. Mm-hmm. With a flat white, you're actually going to do a shallower pour so you can get more foam, more of the foam, yeah. mostly the foam. Um, but the foam should be more of that kind of velvet. It's not, like. yeah, it's not dry. It's not super caramelized yet. The fat isn't super. It's a very weird in between. This yeah. is why we put this in between cappuccino and latte yes. because it's like the perfect in between the other thing too, also it is oh, ahead, less please. volume of liquid because they want you to get a little more of they want that espresso to mix well into the foam and this is why a lot of people will order ristretto with a flat white because it's less volume it's a lighter flavor and mm-hmm. there's no fear that you're gonna have an acrid taste of burned espresso essentially in your flat white flat whites are supposed to be like smooth and mm. velvety and not overbearing but not too sweet it's a very in-between you know hard to produce i feel drink it is. but if someone knows how to do it they really do know how to do it so. yes that's like a, I, yeah. I feel more challenged. Like when I was a barista, I would feel more challenged making a flat white than making like a latte with a fern sure. art, like sure. latte art on it. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. because, like, it just takes a lot more skill to to make the milk. Yeah. Do that. Do exactly yes. what you want. So, anywho, that is a flat white. Um, if you find it on a menu somewhere, I suggest ordering. Do it. it. They're to delicious. Give it a, to yeah. give it a try because it is such a unique mouth experience when it comes to yeah. the espresso drink and latte all about world. unique mouth experiences <laughs> all right so and then, that's as much as i'm gonna say about yeah that. the next one is latte so a latte is a shot of espresso with an approximate nine to one ratio of steamed milk with microfoam this is the standard drink the espresso with steam milk poured in then topped with a layer of microfoam Lattes will range from 8 to 16 ounces, so these get a little bit, actually a lot a bit bigger, and anything above 8 ounces is considered a latte in the specialty coffee world. So if you order, now if you order a latte that, you know, you order like a triple giant big gulp latte, they're probably going to keep that 9 to 1 ratio, so you'll get 2 and 3, maybe 4 shots of espresso, depending on how big you get. So say you order like, you know, the the venti 
That's the big one, right? Yeah. The venti at Starbucks, that will have a ratioed amount of espresso per. Mm-hmm. So if you order more shots, you're going to get like four, five, six shots rather because it's measured out accordingly. Yeah. So it's not like they're they're cheating you out of your espresso. But, I know when yeah. I was at. So two of the three places I worked at only had a 12 and 16 ounce drink. Sure. Um, and they both did two shots of espresso. The first place I worked at had a 12, 16, and 20 ounce. The 20 ounce had three shots. Yeah. The other two had two shots. Two, yeah. That's typically how I'd say it's done, yeah. I'm not going to give any secrets away. But, (laughs) yeah. No, that and I feel like that's pretty universal too to coffee houses when they order the large, like the large, (laughs) the big one. My favorite one is the next one. No, you one. go ahead. Okay. Your My favorite one is the mocha. So this espresso drink is the same ratio as a latte, but it has chocolate syrup added to it. In some places, it's also known as a cafe mocha. Um, that's mostly just because I think that's just kind of... In, Fran- in France, I think it was a cafe mocha. That was kind of its label there. Yes. I think because if you just ordered a mocha, you would get a uh, like hot chocolate. Hot chocolate, I yeah. think it was the cafe mocha or a mocha latte. Yeah. And I've heard I've heard mocha latte as well, but I usually hear cafe mocha or just um, uh, I'll usually just request a latte with mocha. But most places you order a mocha, you'll get. Yep. My favorite mocha in all of Chicago is at. Oh, it's a coffee house in Andersonville. It's across the street from the Middle Eastern like market. La Colombe. Yes. Their mocha is unsweetened. You have to add their simple to it. It is the best freaking mocha in the entire city. It's La Colombe, La Colombe, I think. Yeah. La Colombe. Yeah. It's on, it's in Andersonville. Foster and I think it's Clark. Foster and Clark. Yeah. yeah. And if you order their mocha, they'll tell you, it's like, by the way, our mocha is unsweetened. You sweeten it according. And it's their simple syrup comes in a shot pour. So you just do four seconds, like a standard one and a half ounce of simple. I know that sounds like a lot, but oh my god is good but being able to control how sweet it is is probably a blessing yeah and it and it's really high quality stuff there too Mm -hmm. like it tastes like a mocha i would have gotten in a legit coffee house anyway uh there's other syrups you can use in other coffee houses you know they'll might have like the vanilla flavor caramel hazelnut those are other things that can go into a latte but mocha is my particular favorite and kind of the standard everyone has to have it Everyone has a mocha. Yeah. yeah. But I just find it interesting that mocha is like the only flavored latte that has its own name. Sure. That's true. Like you don't call it like cafe vanilla or something. No, or I think a, it's just because coffee and chocolate is such a strong flavor, flavor combination. combination. So also with flavor combinations, um, I kind of put this in here for myself a little bit. Uh, so you have vanilla, caramel, hazelnut. You have tons of flavor. I know. I think it's Torin is like one of the big um, T-O-R-I-N. They're like the main no. one. Yeah, maybe it's not. Is I think it's Tarani. Tarani. That's what T-O-R-A-N-I. I'm thinking. Yes. Yeah, I think they Torin make the is ones a bike you... company. Anyway, um, they make tons of flavors. French vanilla, which I know a lot of people like French vanilla or think it's very fancy. It is pretty much just hazelnut, hazelnut and vanilla. Mixed with vanilla yeah. So if anybody is ever out, if you like French vanilla and anybody is ever out of French vanilla or they don't have it, but they have hazelnut and vanilla, just tell them to combine it. Yep. There's your French vanilla. Yep. 
So just a unless you're allergic tidbit. to hazelnuts, then don't do that. Then don't do that. <laughs> well, it's syrup, so it's yeah. you're not going to die from it. Um, wonderful. And then the last espresso drink, standard espresso drink that probably most cafes will have is the Americano. So this is a, a drink of espresso diluted in hot water. The idea being to represent a regular cup of coffee, of drip coffee. Uh, this drink was created during World War II when the U.S. forces made it into Italy, uh, coming up through Africa. Uh, the American GIs wanted regular coffee, but all that was offered was espresso shots or lattes, like the Italians didn't yep. have a means to make coffee. Uh, so they asked for espresso diluted in hot water to make it more palatable, and the drink was named in their honor, the Americano. And that is... The last, that's I think these drinks are pretty much the standard drinks you'd find on most menus yes, yeah. across the world. Maybe not. You probably won't always find uh, Cortado and Macchiato because those are maybe a little more specialty. But most of these other ones um, you you should find. Mm-hmm. And even some places, I've been to some places where they are a specialty coffee place. They don't say macchiato or cortado, but I'll be, I'll just ask, can you do a cortado? And they're like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Because they know how to make it. Yes. I mean, it's just pouring less milk. Definitely. Essentially. Yeah. Well, that takes us to our last bit of this episode, which is the fun fact. <gasps> So the fun fact for this episode is that a single shot of espresso takes approximately 42 coffee beans to produce, and that is for a solo pour, not a dopio. So for a dopio, it would be 84 beans. Wow. Yeah. It's a lot. It does seem like a lot. <laughs> but I mean, think of it. It's being ground um, into a very, very fine yeah. powder. It's like the volume loss is pretty pretty real mm -hmm. i would think but early and you can compact it at that point too yeah so like you are compacting it yeah. yeah but either way that is our fun fact and uh yeah that's all about espresso this is a bit of a longer one but yeah there's i mean there's a lot to cover in this episode oh yeah for sure um because it's the probably the second most type consumed type of coffee yeah i would say so in america honestly probably tied almost tied with drip coffee mm -hmm. i would say just because of the volume of people the amount of people that go to mm -hmm. you know coffee places and get you know some kind of latte or whatever kind of a thing we're gonna pick our next topic now for the next episode and you have the honors richard mm -hmm. <laughs> he's just like flipping them around no Perfect. The grind. The grind. So the different grinds of coffee, what they're for, how to grind coffee, uh, different instruments for grinding coffee and things like that, um, and mill, why the, it actually matters. The, yeah, Because it does. It absolutely matters. That'll be interesting. Wonderful. Well, that will be our topic for next time. Thank you so much for listening today. I know it was a long one, but thanks for sticking with us. Y'all have a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for joining us for Coffee's On, and we will see you next time. This podcast is written and produced by Richard Isolafel and Wesley Van Heusen and is a part of the Arcadia Podcast Network. Check out our Instagram at Coffee's On Podcast to see the different coffees we try with each episode. Thank you for listening. See you next time on Coffee's On.